Bar and Grill. Clemson's choice for great dining is pleasing you with their innovative food. Featuring two for $25 menu choices like Cajun or Creamy Alfredo, fried calamari, garlic basil pesto, meatball sub, or spaghetti. All served with Texas toast. Two entrees for just $25. And remember, Wine Wednesdays. Choose select wines for just $5 per glass. Open daily for lunch and dinner and brunch on Sundays. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill, 1310 Clemson Boulevard at the Best Western. Criminal charges are serious with life-changing consequences for you and your family. Let us help you navigate this process. Let us be your advocate at Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Ryan Beasley. Our law firm works in courtrooms across the state at all levels, municipal, state, and federal. We also work with students who face conduct issues at their colleges and universities. We work with our clients throughout this process from pre-arrest investigations to intervention programs as well as criminal trials. With over 20 years assisting clients, our firm has grown to include former state and federal prosecutors. Let us put this experience to work for you. If you are facing an investigation or criminal prosecution, please do not hesitate to contact us. Let us seek the best resolution for you. I'm Ryan Beasley, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Ryan Beasley Law. Find them online at ryanbeasleylaw.com or call 864-679-7777. Ryan Beasley Law. Welcome to the Red Rage. We are back. You want in 654-7627, 654-7627. Mr. Michigan is in. By the way, you know, there were uh expectations I'm that here. there were expectations that Michigan would place uh as many as 20 players in the NFL draft and they had 18 combine invitees so they are in pace they are on pace to potentially shatter all the records for uh, draftable players if you want to know how they actually wind up winning the national title mr michigan good to have you greeting sir yeah um i'm talking lions at the moment if that's okay. fine with yeah you, sir. absolutely um i contend that the lions were one player away from winning the super bowl and that was a dependable kicker. Well, I, I mean, it, it may not even have been that, quite honestly. I mean, I, I, I still go back to uh, third quarter, middle of the third quarter. Um, you have a 14-point lead. You've driven the ball back downfield after you matched uh, San Francisco. After San Francisco had to settle for a field goal, you're now in position to kick a matching field goal, eliminate the eight-minute drive that San Francisco had, just neutralize their three points, and go back up three scores. Three scores. You you kick a 45-yard field goal there, the game is over. And instead, you elect to go in fourth down. I thought that was a mistake. I thought it was a mistake when you did it. I know Campbell's done it all year, 
But I think you have to be aware of the situation. This is the NFC championship, NFC championship game, and the game was yours if you just kicked the field goal. You kicked that field goal, and and any momentum they had ended, and the game was was over. Instead, uh, when you go on fourth down and you don't get it, that's a giant momentum swing, and basically that triggered the landslide that went against you after that. I agree. That's why I. That's why I was saying we needed a kicker yeah. that he had a hundred percent confidence. It, it, yeah, confidence. Thank you in that kicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I, that, you know, I get that, but this is still the this is still the NFL, and I, I don't know what he was from forty-five yards, but I would guess it was really good. Yeah, better than you and I. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I just think I think in that circumstance, I, I think you had to kick. And I realized the ball was sort of dropped, the play was sort of there. Uh, I I get all of that. I just and I and I also get that Campbell coached aggressively all year, and this is how he played. I, I again, I get all that, but I still think that you have to understand the game situation. This is not a regular season game against the Vikings. This was the NFC Championship game and a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And at that point, you have to kick and go up three scores. Oh, I agree. I wish I wish they would have kicked it. Yep. And I wish they would have played uh, Kansas City in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, yeah, I because, think they could have beat them. Yeah, I mean, again, you played them in San Francisco, and you were the better team. I mean, the Lions were the better team. I, You know, San Fran found a way to rally and win, but it was – Sort of because you helped them, you know, and 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 again you played them at San Francisco, not on a neutral field. So you have to think that had the Lions reached the Super Bowl, that you would have had a great chance to win the game. Yep, we could have. Uh, I think Branch could have covered Mr. T- uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, and uh, limited his ability. Yeah, and Mr. it would have just been a, a, a game that they weren't ready for. Yeah. Mr. Taylor Swift. How about that? I like that, Mr. Michigan. You snuck that in there. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Michigan. Good job. Thank you, sir. You, you know, Have a great uh, one. you know, I, on that issue with uh, with Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, um, the Kelsey brothers have a podcast, and they did address uh, this issue. They were open with it. They addressed the issue. You know, Travis Kelsey indicated that uh, that he went too far in the in the basically uh, you know hands on pushing of Andy Reid because Travis Kelsey said at one point I thought he was falling down and I was thinking I was thinking to myself oh my God I just knocked the coach over you know so so there was that and then uh, and, and what was really interesting is that Jason Kelsey just uh, kept saying no man you just went too far. He said, you went too far. And he said, yeah, you know, Travis said that, you know, that physical part. And Jason said, no, no, the yelling wasn't appropriate either. Jason said, you shouldn't have been in his face yelling either. So, you know, they, they aired it out. I give him credit for that. They aired it out and, uh, um, and, and addressed the issue. Um, I, I think that it's the nature of competitive athletics and people who are that competitive when the stakes are that high. I, I I think too much was made of it. Too much was made of it. Now, the physical contact part with an old guy that, you know, 
you might tip over. You know, who, who, well, yeah, that might be a good point. Yeah, you know, that that part. You know, you don't know how, how yeah. hard you're shoving. Right, right. And that, if somebody's not prepared for you to be shoving them. Right. And he's, you know, and he's sort of like one of those, uh, what do you what do you call those things? What are they? Wobble, wobble, what are they? Wobble, weevil, what are they? He's sort of like that. Like it's not going to take too much to to knock Andy over. I don't I don't think so. You know there was uh, there was that element I guess um, on Clemson Miami. Let's let's start by going back to uh, to what happened in the game. Clemson was up forty three in the first game. Clemson was up forty three thirty five at Miami, up eight with nineteen forty left, and really controlling most elements of the game. In the last fifteen minutes of that game or so. Uh, Clemson had way too many defensive breakdowns and some of the matchups are strange anyway. One of the matchups is is Ian and Matthew Cleveland. Now, that's a difficult matchup potentially for both players. Um, that was the matchup in game one. I don't know what the matchup will be in game two. That That matchup was true in game one in part because uh, Jack Clark wasn't available. Now he is. Now, maybe that will stay the matchup. If that's the matchup, Cleveland has a quickness advantage over Ian. And so, you know, when he's facing up or trying to drive the ball from the perimeter to the rim, he has a quickness advantage. On the other end, though, Ian has a chance to punish him physically. Uh, Cleveland should not be able to hold up to Ian physically. Uh, in terms of rebounding and and points in the paint and defending Ian in the paint and that type of stuff. Um, So the matchups in game one, Miami played man, uh, primarily man. I watched, you know, 30 minutes of the game. Uh, I watched a good chunk of the first half and, uh, you know, the last 15 minutes of regular game time in the second half. Um, The the matchups in that game were P.J. Hall and O'Meer and Shefflin and Cleveland. Uh, if we go into that game thinking the matchups will be the same, there, there are a number of things we have to, to, to look out for. Um, this is a game where this is the game where Brad constantly was yelling at him to run, 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 run. And then after the game, he had a you know sort of a, I don't know, a change of heart and, and, and believe that as I did when I was watching it, the Clemson played too quickly, and in so doing, they sort of uh, defended their best player. Clemson, uh, and many times offensively, beat P.J. Hall down the court and did not work the ball into him, slowed the tempo, instead played this sort of racehorse game with Miami. And the reason for it, and I said this at the time, the reason for it was that uh, Brad believed that they could wear Miami down, that Clemson was deeper than Miami. Miami did not have much of a bench, and he believed that Clemson could wear them down. Um, that didn't happen playing at home. It, it didn't happen. Whether whether they were energized playing at home, whether they were energized by their shooting, uh, it didn't happen. And, and playing at that pace basically negated your best player because – they were not working the ball into PJ against Omir. Look, Omir is a is insanely strong, but you know, at most he's like six five and a half. At most. PJ is six ten. 
you have got to punish him. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I know he can hold position. I know he can body up. You have got to go into PJ, put the onus on the officials against this bunch, and get O'Meara in foul trouble right from the start. Overwhelm him. Get him out of the game. You know, O'Meara is a tremendous player. He's really versatile and tricky in the lane. He's got jump hook shots. Uh, he's got an array of little post moves. He also will face up out to the three-point line. And another thing, uh, he he basically just released anytime PJ took a three, or most of the times. So, you know, PJ's going to have to be careful about that and be cognizant of that because that's what they did at Miami. In other words, when PJ would take a three, Omir would just race past him and run to the other end, and Miami would headman the ball and beat Clemson down the court, and Omir would basically what you used to call a basket hang. But it was working. And I would think that they would try and do the same thing. Now, that's negated if P.J. knocks those shots out. You know, that only works if they're misses. And if Miami gets a clean rebound and makes a clean outlet pass. So, that's going to be uh, a part of this deal. Uh, Clemson, look, I'm not saying Clemson should not pay with play with pace against Miami. I think you should. I think Clemson is the deeper team and maybe even a little more deeper now that you have Clark back. And so playing at home, I think you should push pace. When you have opportunities, I think you should push pace. But you can't forget about your best player. And at 6'10 to 6'6 or 6'5, whatever whatever Omir actually is, that's a major advantage. And you have got to play to that advantage and I would like to see Clemson very early test that and see if you can get O'Meara in foul trouble right from the start see if you can challenge him and go right and 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 I and I want PJ you know PJ has has this great body mechanics where he spins off defensive pressure the, and I think he's got to do a lot of that tonight go right to the rim go right to the rim you know he yoked a number of times in that first half uh, against this game w- w- in that circumstance. And then the second half was the, the racehorse tempo up and down, and that's where uh, you know he he became uh, less a part of the action. And you just can't do that. You can't do this, especially when you have 6'10 to 6'6 in the post. You've got to feed, you've got to feed him over and over again. Again, I'm not saying you just play off-court basketball against this team because I do think this team can fatigue. And I don't think they're playing great right now either. I also don't think they're great defensively. I think Joseph is a great defensive player, maybe one of the five best defensive players in the league, but I don't think this team is great defensively. Like, if Nigel Pack is playing, you know, Nigel Pack's a tremendous offensive player, but, you know, I I mean, he was on Gerard. Uh, for a good part of the time in that game, he really doesn't challenge shots. He doesn't raise his hands. He'll sit there with his hands at his side frequently. Um, and, you know, I don't think that's going to work against Gerard tonight. I, I I think Gerard's feeling really good about himself, was just named ACC Player of the Week. Uh, I think he's feeling really good and confident about himself. And I, and I think if, if – Pack is playing. He plays that sort of matador defense. I, I think that Gerard will hurt them with that tonight. Um, but the bottom line for me is, from an offensive standpoint, 
play with pace, take advantage when it's there, take early offense off opportunities where they're where they're there, but also remember who your best player is and feed him over and over against this team. Because honestly, if Omir is lost to them because of foul trouble, I don't think they have a chance. They don't have enough size and muscle or anything else. So to me, you have to attack that. 6'10 versus 6'5.5, you have to attack that. And I also think, as I said, that Ian Shefflin has an advantage over Matthew Cleveland physically if that's the, the matchup on the, on the, uh, on the uh, defensive end for Miami. If Cleveland's on Shefflin, uh, I think that's advantage Clemson, at least in that regard, in that regard. That's an unusual matchup. It sort of favors both offensive players. Um, and, I, and I think in the first game, um, you know, Cleveland in some ways may have got the best of that. But I think tonight, I think Chef will get the best of Cleveland if they stick with that matchup. And then, you know, Miami really got going in the second half because their whole game is to drive the paint and kick the ball to shooters. That's their whole game. It's to drive and kick the ball. And Pack did a great job of that in the first game. Um, you know, Clemson did not do a great job leveling him off. He got where he wanted in two or three bounces, and then he became a distributor, and he's dishing the ball outside, and Miami is knocking down uh, open three after open three after open three. The key to that is... You cannot leave shooters, all right? You're going to have to settle. You're going to have to give up something, all right? But you cannot leave shooters. Miami as a team wants to do this. They want to drive hard to the paint and kick the ball for open shots. Therefore, you can only offer so much help defensively against this team, or you're going to give them wide open jump shots again. You've got to stick to shooters in this game. You know, not sort of be sucked in. That's what happened in game one. Don't be sucked in in game two. Play them more straight up. Play them more straight up. Stay on the shooters. Don't give them those shots. And I, I think if Clemson does those things, some of those things tonight, I, I think the Tigers are just better. I think they're a better basketball team. Miami was a, was a tough matchup in game one, but don't forget that Clemson controlled that game for, you know, the, the majority of the game. It was the last 15 minutes or so that Miami took the game over. And it was really that time where where Clemson, um, you know, again, got in this racehorse game and and I think sort of succumbed to Miami-style play. More on the other side, Walter Tula Road Rage, quick break. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super-fast approvals. Low-down payments make life simple, and there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our FAST app online at autoworkssc.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and 3 row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting autoworkssc.com. That's autoworkssc.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. 
If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Landscaper Supplies, your locally owned source for all your hardware and outdoor needs. They offer the best brands with the best solutions and the best service. Take advantage of their scoop, there it is, Mulch Made Easy program. It's premium quality mulch, soil, stone, or sand delivered right to your home with locations in Easley, Greer, Seneca, Simpsonville, Anderson, and Greenville. There's a Landscaper Supply near you. A better experience for homeowners and pros alike. Landscaper Supply. It's a new year, but one thing remains the same. Elkmont is the Upstate's destination for the best in lifestyle clothing, shoes, unique gifts, outdoor gear, and so much more. Offering great footwear from On Running, Vans, Ufos, Birkenstock, and more. Incredible selection of jewelry featuring Kendra Scott and game day and lifestyle clothing from the most popular brands like Patagonia, Viore, Filson, Free Fly, Columbia, Z Supply, Howler Brothers, and more. Shop South Carolina's largest selection of on-running shoes and enjoy great discounts on select game day and winter apparel as our winter clearance sale begins. Find the latest arrivals and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at elkmonttradingcompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T tradingcompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally... Go Tigers! This is Brandon Davis, owner of BCD Services. We're now serving Anderson and Greenville counties with HVAC maintenance and new installs. From a very young age, I knew serving people was my passion. BCD Services' mission statement is integrity, excellence, and respect. That's exactly what you'll get when you pick up the phone and call BCD Services. You're not just a number. Relationships truly matter to me and my team. For all of your HVAC needs, call BCD Services at 864-940-4804. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the UpCountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Bad mood rising and trouble on the way. How about this? Uh, and the texter sent me this. Multiple people heard in shooting at Chiefs Victory Parade. Uh, ESPN News Services, Kansas City. Shots were fired at the end of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl Parade Wednesday, injuring 8 to 10 people, a fire official said. Now, I don't know if that means that 8 to 10 people were shot or that that means that 8 to 10 people were injured in the melee that ensued, the the um, 
the panic that ensued, I guess I should say. Uh, I'm not sure what you're saying. Oh, you're saying it's on the monitor, Bummy? Uh, Fire Department Battalion Chief Michael Hopkins declined further comment, saying only that additional information will be released soon. Police said in a news release that two people were detained. Fans were urged to exit the area as quickly as possible. KC Police said on X that child reunification stations. God, how terrible is that? How friggin' awful is that? You have to have child reunification stations because uh, people were so panicked and running because of these idiots that that uh, that children got, got lost and separated from their parents. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, just, I, I will never understand any of this mentality. And I realize, yeah, me that, neither. You know, for some of these people, it's a mental health issue. I, I, I don't care what it is. I, I don't care what it is. I, I just. I mean, what's wrong with us? We can't even we can't even have a victory parade without, you know, people shooting at other people. Uh, I, Kansas City Police said on X that child reunification stations were set up at the main entrance to Union Station and at 2301 Main Street. We still have several needing reunification, the tweet read. Police also asked witnesses to the shooting to go to a corner near Union Station. Chief's linebacker uh, Drew Tranquil posted on X, please join me in prayer for all the victims in this heinous act. Pray that doctors and first responders would have uh, steady hands and that all would experience full healing. Just absolutely terrible. I mean, this is, this. I I don't know, Does, does it feel like like this happens now. These kinds of things happen like at every victory parade. I, I just don't. I don't know what's wrong with us. It uh, seems like just, it. Just terrible. Uh, it was Texter seven hundred four which sent me that on it. Okay, um, Texter five three six is giving me this update. Ten shot, three critical, one dead. Uh, 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 uh. I. I mean, just a. What's supposed to be a party and a celebration, a triumphant moment for the Kansas City football team turns into tragedy and and basically you know who cares now about any of the rest of it uh, about the uh, about the f- about the football game now I I, I don't know um, Tesha said, I'll tell you the truth. As I'm standing here, no active shooting or violence will be able to separate me from my child. You, you know, look, I get why you say that, but my answer to that would be you can't possibly know because you don't know what happened. You don't know. I mean, the, you know, you and your child could have been trampled. You could have been separated in that in that manner. You just, I, I understand what you're saying, and 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 I, I fully do, and I, and I get why you think that way, and... And I understand that you would give your life to ensure the safety of your child. I understand all that. Uh, my suggestion would be, though, we just don't we don't know. We don't know what was involved. We we just we don't know. You know, it, it all it took is one second to start a stampede, and I would imagine it was stampede like. Uh, ben sent me this as well. Um, that ESPN is also reporting ten shot, three critical, one dead. Two suspects in custody. Just absolutely horrific. Absolutely horrific. I, I, it's, you know, you just, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. 
shooting innocence is like the most cowardly thing you can possibly do. It's not like they're armed too, and this was some pre-planned no, it's conflict. Not war, right? This is the this is the fish in the barrel thing, except you're playing it with humans. I, I mean, I, I and and there are two people arrested. You know, that's another thing I can never understand, Ramona. And and look, we don't know the 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 truth of the situation yet. We don't know whether both the people who are arrested are responsible, whether they're the only ones responsible, whether one of them will subsequently be released, uh, you know, and the other held accountable. We have no idea, all right? But, but when you tell me two people are arrested, that makes it even more twisted because, you know, I, I say this all the time, you can find one blanked up individual capable of doing anything, but to find a second one also willing to go along with that, if that's what happened here, just mind-boggling. I mean, just absolutely atrocious. Uh, obviously, our thoughts and prayers go out to all the people in that area, um, all the victims, the victims' families. Um, just terrible. I mean, you know, you, again, you come off the most significant sporting event, at least in this country and maybe the world, and you have a cause for massive celebration, and you, we can't even conduct the celebration. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do about any of that. Uh, you want in six five four seven six two seven. Just uh, completely tragic. On the Clemson basketball front, um, Texas had a Miami shot forty five percent from three at home. Right, which is really unlikely, as he says, that they do that on the road again. Yeah, I, I would say it is really unlikely uh, that 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 happens again. Um, Texas said uh, Beatles, uh, Josh Beatles needs to play pack. Um, Texas said if Clemson gets the early lead, could frustrate Miami and they could quit based on recent games. Yeah, I, I, I still sort of think, even though this Miami team is talented, I, I think they're they're fragile. Now, look, basketball is a game of matchups, and sometimes they're just bad matchups. And we're we're going to find out tonight whether Miami's just a bad matchup for Clemson. Uh, but I think the ma- I think the nature of the matchup changed. You know, look, I said this when we came back the following day after the first game. I said, you know, this is a game I really would like to have had Clark because I think Clark would have been a difference maker because Miami has all these six, eight guys capable of shooting the ball and they were all on fire in that game. Clark would have been a fire extinguisher. He would have put out some of that. He also gives you another elite rebounder. I mean, again, Clark has 17 rebounds the last two games. And what does he play? Like 40 minutes total in those two games, whatever it is. He has 17 rebounds in those 40 minutes. He is the yin-yang to Wiggins, as we've talked about. You know, Wiggins is all offense at this point and in a tremendously talented offensive player. But he doesn't rebound as yet and he has difficulty on the defensive end. Clark is the exact sort of opposite of that. And he has the potential to give you offense too. It just that part hasn't happened yet. 
But Clark gives you defense, he rebounds, he rebounds out of his area, and he's a more mature 6'10". And, you know, and again, to my way of thinking, he had been the missing link. And I, I really felt, and I said this, as I said at the time, as indicated at the time, that he was the guy that was the missing link in that game. Well, now you're going to have him tonight, and we'll find out what type of impact he makes. I'm feeling good about this game. I, I am. I I think Clemson is going to play a different game and a smarter game than they played the first time, and I think having Clark is a key distinction in the in the two situations. So, um, you know, I, I want to see what Clemson does defensively. Keep in mind, Clemson's also played more zone of late. You know, Zone is another way to curtail some of what Miami wants to do. And I, I would imagine, since Brad has mixed more zone in of late, that you'll see some of it again tonight. Because Miami's key in, in the second half of that game was they, they won with initial quickness. They won off the bounce. Clemson didn't level them off, and they got into the paint, and then they kicked it back out to all those three-point shooters. Well, one way to negate the offensive penetration and the drive and kick stuff is to zone it. Now, Miami can shoot the ball, so you know your zone has to be has to be active. It can't sleep, or they'll still get good looks against the zone. But not the type of looks they got in the last fifteen minutes. If and when Clemson plays man tonight, the key is going to be. The key is going to be sticking with the shooters. It's going to be not overhelping. That's what Clemson did a bad job of in in game one in the second half. Uh, they tried to help from too many places, and you just can't do it. You have to stay up on the shooters. You have to. Um, Texter three one three. I got that uh, Miami forty five percent. What is that? What does that zero uh, refer to? Because I'm, I'm, uh, you're 100 percent right on the other part. I don't, but I don't know what that, I don't know what that part refers to. Um, tested Walt UNC beat Syracuse by uh, 39 the first time they played. Right, and again that goes to show you how life is difficult on the road. It also goes to show you what happens when you take somebody for granted because you killed them uh, in an earlier game. There's no carryover effect, but. I think there are a number of things that have to happen tonight for for Clemson to enact their uh, just revenge on this team. Uh, Defensively, when Clemson's not in zone, it will be to stay with shooters. Do not get sucked in with with sort of faux paint drives and, and let Miami kick the ball to open shooters. Stay with shooters. Uh, feed P.J. Hall. He has at least a four-inch height advantage in the post. Go to him. Tessa would like to see Beadle on Pack. Pack was uh, getting into the paint easy last time. He did. He 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 used two quick, two to three quick dribbles, got immediate penetration, and kicked the ball. Uh, so Clemson's going to have to do a better job of that. But But once again, a big key to that. Look, unless Pack's going to score 35 or 40 by himself, a big key to that is is just not to not to help. It's just to stay with shooters. Make them play straight up. 
Um, and I, I, I expect that's going to be the plan defensively when Clemson's not playing zone. Again, PJ has a four-inch height advantage in the post. You got to feed him. Get O'Meara in foul trouble. Let's 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 get somebody else in foul trouble for once. Go to PJ the first few times down the court. Go right into him and let's go right at O'Meara right from the start. Make him play defense and 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 again, he wants to body up on PJ. That's what he wants to try and do. He wants to use his strength to try and hold him out of there. PJ has a. Is really does a good job of feeling that and spinning off it and making himself available for post-entry passes. So feed him. Feed him. Go right at him. Go right at him early. And, and you know, if you have success early with that, don't stop. I think the Cleveland-Shefflin matchup is going to be big unless that matchup gets switched due to Clark. And as I said, I think having Clark back is a big factor in the game because of his defensive versatility in guarding multiple positions and because he gives you another elite rebounder. And, you know, one of the problems that Clemson has had this year is the guards have not done a great job rebounding. And, that, and quite honestly, it's been more chase than Gerard. Um, and, you know, Brad has emphasized numerous times that he needs all parties hitting the glass. And I think you need to do that again. But having Clark along with Hall and Shefflin helps in that area um and so you know we'll see how all that all that plays out and and i think chase is coming off one of his better games of the season i think he really played well and i thought he played hard defensively and i thought he mixed it up more and i'm going to look for him to continue to do that um tonight and and moving forward i i expect clemson to take care of business um you know they're uh, they saw what happened last night in the ACC. They're fully cognizant of what happens if you don't play hard and you don't play your best. Uh, I think that win at Syracuse was an enormous win for this program. It's something North Carolina could not accomplish last night. And I, I think they continue their their uh, positive momentum heading down the stretch here. Uh, to, again, you know they're playing for seed now. Uh, this is no longer about whether Clemson's going to make the tournament. So all, the, the the few people who are left out there, or however many there are, who uh, were almost wishing that Clemson didn't make the tournament so you can get rid of Brad, you can forget about that because they're in the tournament. The question is, how far in the tournament are they? Now, uh, we had a caller earlier, Chad, who said he thinks that, uh, that Lenardi elevated Clemson to the fourth five spot, and I had said that, suggested that same thing. I think given Clemson's road performance this year, I think at worst they're going to be a five seed. I think that's how this thing is going to break down. I, there are very few teams in the country that have Clemson's road record, and this uh, committee is going to emphasize that heavily. I also think that, quite honestly, there's a human nature element here, and these people know they screwed Clemson over last year. I think they're going to look at Clemson very favorably. And so, you know, all the Tigers could really do, I think, from this point on, is screw it up. I don't think that's happening. I, I think, I think they're going to roll down the stretch. I, I don't want to really let myself think this, but I do think there's some sort of chance they win out. Walt tip to the road rage quick break. This Wednesday night, the Clemson Tigers are back home inside Little John Coliseum as they play host to the Miami Hurricanes. The second of two meetings this season, and after suffering a loss in the first game in Coral Gables, the Tigers look to get revenge at home. Broadcast begins at 6.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. 
We're 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. East Main Furniture and Easley, where every day is a sale day. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, Liberty Furniture, and Von Bassett. All at discounted prices. If they don't stock it, they can special order it for you. Now offering up to 12 months. Same as cash on purchases over $300. East Main Furniture located at 829 East Main Street, Easley. Or call 864-442-6054 today. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFriesFryes.com. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylors. Craft Stove Store and Patio. No one wants it to happen to them, but unfortunately, chances are good that at some point it'll happen to you. Roof troubles. It's one of the most important parts of your biggest investment. So when you need repairs or a new installation, you need someone who you can trust to get the job done right. You need Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. As a family-owned and operated roofing company for nearly six decades, Joe Robertson and Son have built a reputation for quality craftsmanship. It's why thousands of upstate home and business owners have chosen them for their roofing needs. Beyond providing quality work they're proud to stand by, Joe Robertson and Son Roofing also takes a client-first approach to their job. That means quality roofing, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. Put it all together, and it's easy to see why they're the upstate's premier roofing provider. You can't cut corners when it comes to roof repairs and installations, so go with the trusted name in the upstate. Go with Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. Get started today by visiting them online at robertsonroofing.net. SD's Heating and Air is here to keep your family cool in the summer and warm in the winter with premium Heil units, supercharged with 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. SD's is Clemson alumni-owned and celebrating over 20 years of serving Tiger fans across Oconee, Pickens, and Greater Greenville. Be sure to like their Facebook page for giveaways, promotions, and specials. That's E-S-T-E-S Heating and Air on Facebook to win prizes and receive specials on HVAC services and installs to keep your family comfortable all year long with Heil units. The Roar, the only media outlet where you won't need a two-step authentication to access. It's going to be exciting. The Roar, where every day's game day. Company of 
Welcome to the Road Rage. We are back. Texas said says Baycott said the ACC runs through him. They've been getting run over. That's a good point. That's a good point. Where are my North Carolina people? Where are you people at? I mean, where is Zeke? I mean, you know, Zeke was giving me R.J. Davis. P.J. has no chance. You know, blah blah blah. I mean, how about now? Does does P.J. have a chance now? I think he does. I think P.J. is live for ACC Player of the Year. Now, I know there are a lot of people in these parts think that there's no way the ACC would ever uh, would would ever allow, uh, and the voting base would never allow for a Clemson player to win an ACC Basketball Player of the Year. And that might be true. And I'm not saying that Davis uh, isn't uh, still leading, but I am saying there's a, and I said this to Zeke, you know, when we, before North Carolina had suffered a loss, I said there's still an awful lot of basketball to be played. A lot of things can happen. And I, I think since that point, I think P.J. Hall is playing his best, and R.J. is not playing his best. He's not played particularly well these these last five games as a whole. As a, as a block, he's not played particularly well. And they're two and three in the last five. So, uh, look, I think it's coming down to those two guys, and I think uh, P.J. Hall is more alive than people think. You know, it, look, a lot depends on what happens down the stretch. If Clemson keeps playing well, uh, this could be an additional bonus, having an ACC Player of the Year. Listen, there's no doubt P.J. Hall is is right there with R.J. Davis as your top two first-team All-ACC players. You know, I think, again, once you go past those two guys, then you can get into some debate, whether it's, you know, whether it's Filipowski, whether it's Omir, whether it's uh, Beekman, you know, I, whatever. As long as you're not looking for positional balance, you can get some debates. You know, people ask me too about uh, about Shefflin and Gerard. Um, look, I think Ian Shefflin is has just been incredible. Um, again, I think part of this is going to depend on what happens down the down the stretch, but I think they're both second and third team quality players. Um, and you know, and honestly. I was actually thinking a little bit about what Clemson basketball is going to look like next year, and I'm still pretty optimistic about it. Maybe we'll get into that uh, a little bit uh, a, a little bit later. But I've had some thoughts about that recently too. You know, I'm, I, I don't want to skip ahead in this process because I, I think this team has a chance to do some really special things. Um, but you know, I don't I don't think it's all going to end when. Uh, when PJ departs for the NBA, I think that there are some answers in waiting and some answers in development um, right now. So um, I think it's a good period of time for Clemson basketball. Uh, let me get to Gamecock. Will, uh, come on, come on, move up, move up. <laughs> Gamecock, Will, Will, what's going on? What's up, Will? How you doing? Good, Will. Appreciate you getting in. Hey, uh, hold it. Uh, listen to this. Listen to this from Ben Milsta. Other fans chase and tackled one of the suspects and detained him, her, until the police got there. Video of it on Twitter. Just a horrible scene. So how about that? How about that, Ramona? Will, uh, uh, I like it. Yeah. it's uh, Look, in these type of situations, the only defense we have is often ourselves. You know, it's that's the way it works. Go ahead, Will. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought some press go out people up there, and then they had a shooting at a church somewhere this past weekend, too. So 
I'm tired. I was shooting myself. Yeah. But I got some basketball questions. Yeah. I know you good at evaluating football talent, but I know you better evaluate basketball talent. Mm. What years are Philip Pasco? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't know if I would say that. I I think that uh, I I would like to think I'm I'm about the same on both, but. You know, it's the uh, football contest that uh, keeps me afloat. But, um, but yeah, he's just a sophomore. Okay, now I've been watching some videos on a certain person. These should be loaded next year because this Cooper Flag is he the real deal? He's the real deal. He's only going to be there one year, um, you know, and and we've seen Duke and Kentucky flame out millions of times with these one and doneers. Now, look, Flag is a freak. I mean, he, he's not even like built like a normal person. <laughs> he, he really, he really isn't. You're talking about a six eight guy who's really athletic, but his arms are like twelve feet long. I mean, and so that adds to the dilemma of of having to guard him. He, he's, you know, he's he's sort of built like McHale, except he's really athletic. You know, McHale was sort of like the Frankenstein monster. You know, and once you got him on the low block, he turned you every which way but loose. But this Cooper Flag is is a is a unbelievable uh, collegiate uh, prospect. I mean, he's just. Um, as I said, he's like six eight, and his arms are like eight feet. And he's really explosive, athletic, gets to the rim, can shoot the ball. There's not a lot he can't do. But as I said, most of these one and dunners have flamed. Would you say he's another Zion Williamson? Well, Zion's a good example of that. I I, I can't answer that, Will. I mean, I he's not another Zion because he's not going to he's not going to eat the state. You know, he, he's he's uh, he's slender. He's not gonna he, he's not gonna play his way or eat his way out of commission as Zion has done all throughout his career. So, um, okay. you know, I, I he's a but he's a he's a fabulous talent that if you don't like Duke, the good news will be he will only be there one year. Okay, my other question is. Uh... Uh, you think Virginia's are the favorite to win the ACC championship? And then I got one more question. Uh, Pittsburgh didn't think so last night. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, kicked the crap out of them at Virginia last night. So, I no, I don't think Virginia's the favorite to win. I, I think that, honestly, I think that North Carolina and Clemson are the favorites in my mind. Um, if Clemson don't do it with P.J., they ain't going to do it. So, I mean, this is year to do it for Clemson if they're going to do it. But as far as uh, I got one more basketball question, I take it off there. Yep. I want you break. I know you've been breaking down Clemson, Miami, but anybody you can break down South Carolina and Auburn, give me a, give me some hope. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank pretty- you. Yeah. Let me. I'll get to that in a little bit. But look, I I think. Listen, Auburn is a team that plays really well at home. They're not quite as good on the road, but that's the way college basketball works in general. But they're exceedingly well coached, like South Carolina. Um, I think it's a it's a very tough spot for South Carolina, given Auburn's recent performances. Uh, they sort of need this win. 
from a South Carolina standpoint, though, um, you have the guard play to win on the road, the guard play to win on the tourney. Murray Boyles is playing out of his mind, as we thought he might uh, as the season progressed. Um, I, there's just a lot to like. South Carolina's already proven they can win at Tennessee. They dismantled Kentucky um, and uh, and beat uh, a pretty good Ole Miss team. I know Ole Miss lost at Kentucky last night. But... Um, I think South Carolina is still going to compete. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to get blown out. The, the only game, off the top of my head, the only game South Carolina has really not stayed in touch with all year was the game at Alabama. Maybe this brings back some memories in that regard. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to go through a season without getting run a couple times too. Uh, but I just think South Carolina is playing with a lot of confidence right now, and I expect them to compete. I, if you ask me to pick the game, I, I think it still favors Auburn playing at home. Um, but I'm not counting South Carolina out. I, I just think I think they're built for this. I think they're built for the tourney. I think they're built to compete on the road, uh, just as Clemson is for sort of different reasons. Uh, but I, I'm expecting a competitive game, and I, I think if you ask me who wins, Auburn wins. But again, in the system that we employ, South Carolina will actually derive benefit from that. They'll, you know, if they if you lose and compete, um, you'll actually go up in the, in their hideous net rankings. So, uh, cause that's the way it works. And again, not that South Carolina doesn't belong higher. They do. It's utterly laughable to have South Carolina 45. You, you know, um, this team's proven everything you need to prove, uh, thus far played really well and is a very deserving NCAA tournament team. Uh, Mitch and easily Mitch. How are you, Mitch? Doing good, Walt. How about you? Good, Mitch. Appreciate you getting in. Yeah, thanks for getting me on. Uh, you told me to call in more often, and I, yeah. and I had a thought I had um, been thinking about. I've been meaning to ask you. I I uh, listen to your segments where you laugh at uh, Wendy, and I'm with you there. I I think it, you know, it was kind of ridiculous they were making him this, you know, ridiculous prospect. Which I mean, he is good, but he's not what they were saying he was. And, um, right. It, just to clarify, I, Mitch, it's not even laughing at him. I, 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 look, I think yeah. he's a talented young player, and he'll get better and become more competitive and hopefully at some point lead his team to something other than losses. Uh, but yeah. but the, the, my, my debate with the whole thing was the absurd level of attention he was getting and the ridiculous things that were being said about him. You know, again, that's not his fault. Now, he may have fed into it a little bit, but it's not his fault that some idiot says that uh, he's the greatest all-sport draft pick of all time. And then others parrot that, and it becomes accepted. And then if you dare say anything to the contrary, you know, people want to want to shoot you down. Well, all that crap was laughable. He's none of those things. Yeah. He's not among, like, the top 100 greatest draft picks of all time, all sports. You know, he's not even in that universe. Yeah. So, you know, that was all laughable. But I, I don't, I mean, I don't hate the kid. I, I, I hate the people who who did all that talking. Yeah, no, and I and I know that's what you mean. And, yeah, the, the laughable part is what the talking heads were saying. I right. definitely agree with that. But my, my uh, thing is I, I admit I do not watch the NBA as much as I used to. When I was in college, I watched it a lot with my roommate. And even in high school, I watched it a pretty good bit. That was probably – in the 
it was like late 2010s, early 2010s, and I would watch the Spurs. They had, you know, Ginobili, Parker, Duncan. Yep. And, and Pop was able to, like, put together a team of those three names and then a bunch of nobodies, and, you know, they won NBA championships, and Kawhi was able to lock down whoever he needed to. And, you know, there were just great teams in there. And now I don't watch the NBA as much, but I see the Spurs are, like, the worst team in the NBA and they continue to be not that great, even with, you know, some good young talent. And, you know, what happened to Pop? I mean, I know that he <laughs> has gotten older, yeah. but I thought that dude was supposed to be yeah. like a genius, and now they're, they're really bad. Yeah, and honestly, I, and I had been having those thoughts, and I just wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, you know, honestly, Mitch, I don't know if he just sort of flipped a little. You know, he went from being a basketball coach to being hyper-political. Uh, where you know he seemed like he he lost his focus on what his actual job was as things were fading away and he became more and more involved in in those type of affairs and seemingly less involved in coaching basketball. Now I, I think he thought that you know well we'll add you know the greatest all sport draft pick of all time and then we'll be great again. Uh, it takes more than that and that's not how it works. And you know physically this kid is is three or four years away from being able to dominate. Uh, as as people thought he might from the from the start and and so I, he's not going to be around to see that you know what I mean you know yeah. someone else might be but I, I don't think it's going to be him it's going to be fascinating to see who the next coach of San Antonio is um, yeah yeah and I, and I agree I saw some of the crazy stuff he was saying like during COVID and I was yeah you know it didn't seem like basketball coaches have the you know that's not their lane right. so to speak but right whatever and, and he seemed uh pretty much an extremist you know and extremists on neither side yeah. are, are great he seemed uh to be about as extreme as you can possibly be and uh yeah it's it's exactly. it's so far away from what the spurs were during during all those championship years when pop was celebrated as a genius now you look at you know it helps your level of genius to have duncan Ginobili, and parker yeah, exactly. It's kind of the Belichick factor, maybe. That's, that's look- right. That's right. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, exactly, Mitch. That's a good yeah. job, Mitch. Well done. I'm glad you called back. Right. Keep it up. Yep, thank you. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. Wild tip to the road rage. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. I feel good. Dad, are you singing to your cereal? Yes, I am. Like I knew that I would. No, a dance too? Come on, Ava. Silk almond milk. Starts the morning on a high note. Yow! Songs, dances, and dad jokes. So good. So good. I got you. Mm. Silk almond milk. With calcium, vitamins A, D, and E. Feel plenty good. Hey, foodies. We want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco. With five locations across the Upstate, our award-winning team has been serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. And our chefs at Willie Taco utilize the freshest, most creative, and unexpected ingredients in our kitchens. Come see why Southern Living and Food & Wine Magazine rave about our signature offerings, such as the Southern Tide, Crispy Avocado, and Nashville Hot Chicken Tacos, with flavors you won't find anywhere else. Willie Taco is ready to serve you our twist on funky, fresh fusion. It's the Willie Way. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, anytime's a good time to start something good and something new. 
But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. What's that sound? That's the sound of downy, unstoppable scent beads going into your washing machine and giving your clothes freshness that lasts all day long. There it is again. It's like music to your ears or more like music to your nose. That freshness is irresistible. Let's get a downy, unstoppable bottle shake. And now a sniff solo. Nice. Get six times longer lasting freshness plus odor protection with Downy Unstoppable's in-wash scent beads. Do, 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 do. Hey, what you gonna do when you gotta pee? You're gonna call Royal Flush at 238-8800. We've got your porta-potties. We've got your event trailers, too. Call Royal Flush at 864-238-8800 or visit them online at royalflushtoiletrental.com. We'll even pump your septic tank for you. Call Royal Flush because we're the king and queen of clean. So what have you got to do, 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 do? Call Royal Flush. If that home improvement project has been on your honey-do list for months now with no start date in sight, it's time to call Adams & Co. Not only are they roofing specialists, they're also skilled general contractors offering interior and exterior remodeling services. Bathroom, kitchen remodels, gutters, siding, painting, flooring, cabinets, and carpentry. Call Adams & Co. today for all your home improvement needs. 864-260-0080. Adams & Co. 260-0080. Attention business owners, soccer dads, chess team moms, and charity event planners. When you need custom weather patch hats, turn to Hat Flow Company. There's no order minimum, quick nationwide shipping, and unbeatable prices. Order 10 or 1,000. You get the same excellent customer service and top quality product. Custom Richardson hats, beanies, low profile, performance hats, and more. Use their online hat builder to upload your logo, choose styles and colors to see your idea come to life. Start your custom hat quote at hatflowco.com today. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Start learning a language today at Babbel.com. Show your love this Valentine's with exquisite fashion jewelry from Diamonds Direct and save an extra 20%. Now through Valentine's, all fashion favorites at Diamonds